0: Imagine a pane of glass that represents a group of people. Now, imagine that the glass is shattered into a million pieces. Imagine that the group of people goes through a shared traumatic event, like a genocide, like the Holocaust. Each shard of glass is a person, and each shard of glass, each of those people is extremely different from every other piece even the pieces that were right next to it in the unbroken pain welcome to shattered glass my dad's side of the family is jewish and his parents my grandparents were survivors of the holocaust i began this project when i realized that time is running out the shards of glass are almost all gone. Those who heard the stories firsthand, my dad, his brother, and their cousins, are all in their late 60s or 70s, and I didn't want their family's story, my family's story, to go untold and to be lost to time. As I talked to each of my relatives, I realized that even though they are part of the same generation, of the same family, their own experiences, and those of their parents differ vastly. In this series, you will hear from members of my family who are the direct descendants of Holocaust survivors. You'll hear their parents' stories, and how those stories helped shape their lives, and to some extent, mine. The first five episodes of this series will focus on my father's parents, my grandparents, Bella Lasoka and Leon Zahariush, who passed away in the 1990s. You will be hearing from my dad George and his brother Sai as they recount what they know about their parents' experiences, as well as how growing up as the children of Holocaust survivors has impacted them. My grandparents were both from Łódź, Poland. But before we get to that, a quick note. In this episode, George and Cy pronounce the city Ludge, Luds, or Lodz. My roommate from college is actually from that town in Poland, and they've told me it's pronounced Łódź. So just wanted to point that out before we get into it. Here's my dad George talking about the town his parents grew up in.
1: They grew up in Lutz, Poland, L-O-D-Z, unfortunately a city that was destined to become famous in Holocaust history a couple of decades after their births. I think of it as the Chicago or Manchester, if you will, of Poland, where in the capital Warsaw had the government and most of the commerce. Lutz was a manufacturing town.
0: This first episode will focus mainly on my grandparents, Bella and Leon's childhoods and experiences leading up to the war as told by their sons, George and Cy. Leon was the second or third youngest in a family of eight children. Their parents, Henrik Zaharyas and Estera Dobrychinska, took care of them in a small apartment along with their maternal grandmother. Here's what George had to say about his father's circumstances as a child.
1: So my dad, Leon Zaharyas, was born on January 2nd, 1915. Uh, I always assumed that he was born sometime before then, and that's when the records office opened at the beginning of the new year, and they decided to record him then. They lived an orthodox family life. They were they were poor. Uh, I mean, there was no money in Poland to start with, and when you have that many kids, you're just going to be poor. And I also think that my grandmother's mother lived with them.
0: Leon's father was a tailor, working with lower-class clientele, and Sai's father knew they were poor. Here's Sy, George's older brother of 10 years.
2: They didn't always have enough food in the house. They would wait for some customer to come by, pick up some garments evidently, and pay him and they would run out and buy some food. But my father really enjoyed or talked about how much fun it was and enjoyed having seven other siblings. And they lived in a rather small apartment relative to the size of the family. So, all the mattresses in the morning were stacked up against the wall. And in the evening, all the mattresses came down. And so they sort of slept camp style, a dormitory style. My grandfather was somewhat Orthodox. And my father told me that, you know, if you didn't do all the appropriate things, particularly on Friday nights, you know, the Shabbos, the Sabbath, they would get hit.
0: Orthodox Jews don't cook on the Sabbath. So, the neighborhood baker would turn off the ovens after baking all of the bread for the next day. Then, all of the neighbors would bring their casserole to the bakery so that they could be cooked by the remaining heat in the ovens. Once Leon was old enough, he was tasked with bringing the family's casserole to and from the bakery. Here's how Sai described it.
2: My father hated that. So, what he did was he deliberately carried the casserole at an angle. So, it was very thin at one side and thick at the other. So, it wasn't cooked properly. It burnt at one end and kind of roared the other end. They never asked him to do that again.
0: George also recalls the casserole story and told me that chores like that and being hit by their father Henrik when they didn't adhere to the Sabbath rituals. Were a part of why Leon really hated being Orthodox. While Leon was one of eight children in a poor family, his future wife, Bella's childhood, was pretty different. Here's George again.
1: My mother, who I was told was born on Christmas Day of 1918, I subsequently learned that she was really born in 1919. My mother's home life I know very little about, uh, as I understand it, her parents, my grandparents, whose names I don't know, her father was a, a tailor, and they lived uh, what in Lutz in the 1920s was a middle class life. And embarrassingly, that's all I know.
0: Now, here's Sai to fill in some gaps.
1: My mother had sort of an idyllic childhood
2: in many respects. My mother always spoke about her childhood and adolescence in really nice terms and very happy terms she was an only child and she was had late in life
0: bella's father was a furrier he made fur coats and in europe in the 30s those were very fashionable so her family was quite prosperous here's sigh again
2: uh, my grandmother as i recall my mother saying had like um sapphire earrings They also had a a country cottage out in the eastern part of Poland. Um, My mother, when she finished gymnasium, which was high school, but gymnasium there in Poland was like the equivalent to at least community college. And then had the war not happened, she would have gone to a finishing school. And what the finishing schools did back then, among other things, was they taught women or girls, how to run a household, how to how to deal with a maid, how to deal with a cook, all that kind of stuff.
0: Now, you may be wondering how Bella and Leon met, if they lived such different lives in Woodge. Here's what Cy knows.
2: He was popular, actually. My father was not really a good-looking man, but he had a uh, personality that evidently women liked. And so in their teen years, or late teen years, Uh, He had a fairly wide circle of friends, from what I gather, and that's how my mother met him, even though they came from different classes.
0: George wasn't sure about how his parents met, but he did remember what they did on their first date.
1: They went ice skating, as I recall, for their first date. I know this because when I went on ice skating dates with girls when I was in high school, they always reminded me of that. And uh, my mom ditched my dad because he wasn't good enough for her. (laughs) He was poor, he was working class, he was orthodox.
0: Before fate intervened and brought Leon and Bella back together, the Nazis invaded Poland in September of 1939.
2: What my grandparents did was that sent my mother, who at that time was 19 or 20, to the country cottage, and they told her that they would join her there in two weeks.
0: Sai told me that he believes that his mother was well-connected in some ways. I'm not a particularly spiritual person, but I'm inclined to agree with him. You'll be hearing about a few of her dreams in this series. But while Bella was waiting for her parents at their country cottage...
1: She had a dream that men in uniforms came and took them away.
0: Thank you for listening to Shattered Glass. This series is researched, interviewed, narrated, and produced by me, Sam Zacher. The music is Taudela from Blue Dot Studios.